everybody, and welcome to Cold Cuts, the show where none of the actors have read the script until you, the audience, see us picking it up right on screen. We are on the last episode of Ian O's How'd You Survive the 21st Century. Next week, we will be bringing on Ian himself so we can do a bit of a Q&A and you can all say goodbye to the beautiful and wonderful and super talented, oh my God, I love working with them so much cast that we have. So we're going to be seeing a wrap up of everything up to this point. Does motion Rose burn down? God, I hope not. I really regret that we all put this out into the universe. (laughs) So last week, they asked the question, was there ever a time you wanted to be a different race? If so, why? Jackie loved her friends because she felt that they all, in a way, understood her. Maybe it was because of similar upbringings, but it was mostly the fact that they could go to any Asian restaurant and enjoy different ethnic foods that they grew up eating. Jackie always knew that her not being a U.S. citizen could have made her feel disconnected to her friends who were all born and grew up in the U.S. She came to the States from the Philippines when she was eight, so it still felt like she grew up like her friends. It wasn't until she went from going to a high school that was predominantly Asian to a white, conservative university where she felt disconnected due to the difference in cultural backgrounds. When returning to SoCal for winter break, Kellen makes a joke that Jackie had gotten whitewashed by all her white friends from college. Jackie was upset and didn't find the joke funny because although she appeared on social media and showing off everyone that she was having a great time with her new friends who were mostly white, she did feel isolated. During a ski trip, Jackie opens up to her friends that when she's away at college, she wishes she were white. She talks about her relationship with alcohol as it relates to her want of inclusion at school. In the end, the group understands that the love they have for each other as they make snow angels after a night of drinking. How'd You Survive the 21st Century is written by Ian O, based on a concept by Declan Grogan. And for the second to last time, please say hello to all of our actors. Actors, introduce yourselves. Tell us about the characters that you're playing. And we've been discussing predictions. Not only do I want you this time to, to predict what you feel is going to happen in this last wrap-up episode, but what you felt about the story up to this point. So not just your predictions, but what you thought along the way, how the journey of your characters, what you liked the most about it, what you enjoyed the most about so far, or maybe something that you loved about the friendships that have been forged. I would love to hear how this story has affected you as an actor. So to start off, we have Astrid W.S., Hi guys, I'm Astrid. I play Jackie. So she is the eccentric friend of the group who we find out, you know, has always dreamt of becoming a doctor. And in the last episode, she comes and she is a doctor. I thought this whole series was very well written. There were a lot of instances throughout every single one of the scripts where I'm like, that happened to me. So I felt like it was coming from a place of experience. You know, I'm sure we all have similar perspectives, even though we may have been brought up differently, you know, immigrants, first generation, second generation, things like that. Um, but, you know, all, inherent to all of that, we are Asians who are living in America. And, you know, that comes with certain expectations, um, whether it's from family or your culture for yourself. So I felt like a lot of the series was very well written. And I just wish it was a bit longer because... You know, he hit on a lot of the main points, but there's just so many more things that can also be addressed that we are not going to get all through just because, you know, today is the last scripted episode. But yeah, I I loved everything about this series. It was great. For this last episode, I'm hoping that we focus a little bit more on Kellen and Josie just because I feel like... Since the COVID episodes, you know, there was one episode about Lexi, one episode about Jackie's struggles. So I think next is just coming up on how Josie and Kellen may be adapting to college. Um, And then last time I also mentioned, you know, I'd be very interested in seeing how Kellen adjusts since, you know, he just came out as gay a, a few episodes ago. But, you know, we haven't really delved into that besides his coming out. So him exploring how college is and how that scenery and, you know, 
maybe dating for the first time. That'd be really, really interesting, I think, in the last episode. And I'm also going to predict that, you know, we started off with John talking to his kids. Lexi came in. Jackie came in. I think Josie and Kellen, adults, are going to be in the very last scene. So those are my predictions. Well, this episode is titled Family. And there's no way that Josie and Kellen aren't family, too. 100%. They are going to be in there. Oh, they've got to be. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Up next, Lisa Von Verder. Hi, I'm Lisa. I play Lexi, and it's been really great to play her. As someone who also grew up in the Midwest with not a lot of Asians around and then didn't have, like, a solid friend group until, like, later in life, I just, like, really resonated with her. It's been really fun getting to know her and just, like, get to know my friends, too. This episode, I'm, like... I'm torn because I want to see the proposal. I want to see them get engaged. But I also, like, have had a fear of, like, like uh, surprise proposals, like, ever since forever. So if that happens, this is, like, the ultimate surprise. So, you know, just a little anxious about that. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, with the theme of family, I think that falls right in line and... We get to see them talking about family values, which is super important. But yeah, I love in Friends or Family, so I'm really excited for this episode. Oh, yeah. And a proposal would would definitely be like a way for what's been an unofficial family to become, you know, a family on paper. But also, if we don't get the proposal, there's always fan fiction writers. We're counting on you. (laughs) I'm just saying, those of you who are watching this fanfic, fill in some of the blanks. We need your help. Up next, we have Jacob Sung. Hi, everybody. My name's Jacob, and I play Kellen and Nico. And the last episode, Kellen, we kind of know him as the uh, as a foolhardy fella who often says stuff that can hurt his friend's feelings, but gets better in the end through talking with them and uh, seeing what he did wrong. And what I predict, I'm really optimistic for this next episode. I hope some of what Astrid says will come up because she's been spot on. But the last few uh, predictions talk about Oracle of 21st century. But um, if it comes to stuff like marriage, like Lisa was saying, maybe, I don't know, I'm kind of grasping at straws because I've been like, a lot of unexpected things have happened. Maybe there might be some conflicts about what parents might think about who, who our characters would marry. And, um, those kinds of pressures that we'll have to deal with. And as a whole, this whole narrative, I wonder how reflective it is of Ian's own upbringing. And if it is, then I'm very thankful that he allowed us to take a part in something as intimate as that. And uh, for me, I've always kind of felt like a pressure to be Asian sometimes growing up. Like there's this big book downstairs in the basement of like the past 32 generations of the Sung family, which is my name. And like, I'm the last one on there. And it's kind of, it's a, it's a big burden. But as an artist, as anything I do, I'm going to try to embrace that more and be proud to be um, Asian, be Asian in whatever I do. Could have worded that better. But uh, yeah, that's my takeaway for this. Well, you will have an opportunity to ask these questions of Ian next week, because we do get him for an hour. So if anything happens to Moshmos in this episode, we can all just gang up and take into task for messing with a legend. So Ian, just saying, eyes on you. Just saying. Up next, we have Crystal Lee. Hello, my name is Crystal and I play Josie as well as Eileen, who is John and Lexi's daughter in the future. And... Oh, God. Overall, this has just been the most gratifying journey because it's just it's something else. It's so heartwarming and and just an incredible thing to be able to, first of all, experience something that feels so like really completely encapsulates a lot of the experiences I've had growing up as an Asian American. And it's even more special to be like to take part of it and just to like be able to play in that space for as is like Josie's character um, is kind of like a, is the wild child of the group. 
um, who doesn't super conform to the typical like Asian stereotypes and like values that a lot of uh, that are reflected a lot of the time in like, you know, oh, academics and like achievement and success in that realm, whereas she's very much her own independent person. And like, it's so amazing to see the way that Ian portrays this entire friend group as like, they're really a family. And I'm really excited to see that reflected in this episode because they're so different in their own ways that we've already touched on. But like, for example, like when I see like the way that Josie uh, is so outspoken about her, like the differences in her own values and like, you know, in contrary to the typical, they're all still friends. They're all still close and they all, they all communicate really well. And it's just an amazing thing to see that. And uh, overall with the series, it's just touched on so many topics that I like, just like Astrid said, I'm like, I went through that. I like relate to that so much. It's incredible, really. I, I'm really excited to meet Ian next week and just be like, you nailed it. Knocked it out of the park. All these feelings about different things that are happening in the world. Like right now, COVID, you know, going to classes online, Asian hate crimes, you know, the BLM movement, everything like everything that's been going on around us. It's just so it was it's amazing to be able to capture the feelings and and everything that we had to, like that we were going through in that time and are still going through and to be able to put it out. What I'm really looking forward to, hopefully, um, with the series finale is to see where everybody ended up in the future. So we've seen John, we've seen Lexi, we just saw Jackie in the future. And yeah, I'd really be excited to see um, an adult Josie and an adult Kellen come in and see where they are and how like how things went after college or during and after college. I'd love to see that. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, one of, I don't know if this is true, but one of the reasons maybe that we haven't, uh, Josie and Kellen haven't shown up as adults yet is because we play Eileen and Nico. <laughs> so being in the same scene, it'll be fun to be like flip-flop. <laughs> This has been a fun challenge, but yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Or it'll be like, they'll be like, okay, kids, time to go to bed. And then they go. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, maybe. (laughs) And Josie and Kellen are really interesting ones to save for last because they're the ones whose perspectives on things change so much. Uh, We see Kellen initially dismissing the BLM movement until his friends point out, hey, it's not cool. Like, racism's racism. and you don't really start seeing this switch until the the anti-Asian hate crimes start happening. And he's like, oh, wait. And he does listen to his friends, but he does have some changes of heart. But Josie has changes of heart regarding masking, too. She starts off being like, nobody can tell me what to do. I'm not going to, you know, it's cool if you want to mask. Screw COVID, but I'm going to not wear one. And then eventually, actually starting to take it seriously, she still has her, her free spirit and her devil-may-care attitude. But you also see that that she does really, once once it kind of hits, oh, this is very serious. She does step up and do what's asked of her to keep public health going. I like the parallels between Josie and Kellen that way. And if I may add, I feel like Josie and Kellen are the least stereotypical Asian out of all of the friend group. Like, John is the super smart guy who married the first person he kissed, like... That is very Asian, super religious, um, you know, highly typical, I feel, of Korean culture. And then there's Jackie. She's super crazy about school. And then Lexi's like that sweet Asian girl. And then there's Josie. And then there's Kellen. And they're very, very different from the stereotype. So it's really good to have um, both of them in the group. And last but not least, Carl Jung. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi, my name is Carl. I play John in the series, The <laughs> the lovable Asian American who made it through far into kissing Lexi, starting a family, and that fun joy. And I want to say to thank you, Ian O, for this wonderful, amazing story that you've come across. And I don't know how you've managed to construct a story this detailed. And what I want to come across is that. Like everybody in the cast here, I do relate on some aspects, mostly the idea of academic pressure and being put into a situation of you need to do these things in order to succeed. And basically, it was more about me and other people, whether they're Asian or not, didn't care about or get getting a chance to socialize. We did talk and became friends later, but it was more if we don't achieve what we want earlier in life we may suffer the consequences and we're just forced into that. And a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned something about me being 20% these characters and 80% being an autonomous, mindless robot. 
And and I do remember being a mindless autonomous robot. Good Lord, I studied 15 hours straight one time for a grade 10 exam and it was not worth it. But enough about that, getting back into here. So what I want to say before I get into the predictions is this is a story that needs to be shared and definitely brought up because this is a story about childhood and growing up and experiences about a bunch of ragtag group of friends that are happy to call themselves a motley crew because you got Josie and Kelly doing outrageous fun things. Josie being rebellious. Kellen wanting to become who they are. Jackie and John and Lexi, on the other hand, being, I guess, lawful in into their respects that they want to do what is right. And yet they come together so well, like a family. And you see that a lot with friends growing up. And so this is why it has to be shared. The story, I don't want the story to be left in the dark. I want this to go out further because of just how not only relatable, but there's definite sense of compassion into caring for other people, regardless of who they are for, for race. And, and also, yes, I am with everybody. I do want to see jo- where J- Josie and Kellen are as their adults. I want to see have they changed or have they stayed the same. It would be very interesting. Also, if Moshimos gets taken down, um, the Canadian army will rise up and attack. Just letting you know that, Ian. Yeah, and I'm just saying, I'm Sicilian. I got a family. Just, you know, <laughs> just saying. Again, I'm watching Ian. Oh, I'm, I'm with Meredith on this one. Ian's going to be getting off where he can't refuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got a horse, Ian? Just saying. <laughs> We've got moose, polar bear, geese, and the whole freaking ice storm that's colder than the planet Mars. Got a moose, Ian? So with our powers combined. We make Captain Planet. <laughs> Yeah, we're making Ian, you better keep Moshmo's. <laughs> All right, platform. Can you please send the actors their scripts, their final scripts? Actors, when you receive that, can you please give me a thumbs up so I know when to proceed? All right, seeing some thumbs pop up. Multiple. Oh, wow, multiple thumbs. Does that mean you got multiple scripts? No, no. Just Carl, I saw all 10 of your fingers. <laughs> Are there? There. Oh. <laughs> Wow. That's a that's a lot of scripts. I don't know if we can fit all of those in the span of an hour, but I guess we'll try. Just for your sake. <laughs> your face right now. It's adorable. Okay. We're going to go ahead and get started then. How do you survive the 21st century? Episode 7, Family. Written by Ian O. Scene 1. Thank you for dinner. It was just ramen. Thank you for staying. Gosh, I miss Josie and Kellen. Yeah, it's been a while since our families all got together. Kells is in Texas and Josie's up in wherever. How are they doing? Your aunt is in Australia right now, I think. She's always flying around. It's hard to keep track. Wow, Aunt Josie is so cool. <laughs> and your uncle just hosted a powerlifting competition the other day. Uncle Kellen is so strong. We should all go plan a trip to Joshua Tree. Like the old days. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to head out then. I have another early day at the office tomorrow. Sounds good. We'll text about Joshua Tree. Bye, Auntie. Bye-bye. The family walks Jackie out, and Jackie heads home. Okay, I just have one more question left. Shoot. What was family life like? If born as the first generation in the United States, what issues or joys did your family face? Your mom and I were both the first generation born here. We all were, with the exception of your aunt, Jackie. We need to go back to, I think, 2023. It was around Lunar New Year. Scene two. The group of friends have just entered Moshmo's. Oh, it's so good to be back here. It was so easy before. We went to high school right down the road. And now we have to drive like an hour from campus to get here. Still my favorite restaurant. A man is behind the counter. He exclaims, you're back! Mo! We've all been gone to college, Mo! Mo asks Josie if she wants her usual. You know it! Two cheeseburgers minus the cheese, a milkshake, three pieces of chicken, waffle fries, and a pint of ranch. Mo tells Josie, you don't need to say all that anymore. Look at the menu! We renamed it the Josie family (laughs) (laughs) I am so honored! I love you, Joe! Kellen reads the description of the Josie family meal. Beats two to three people. Let's get two other things. 
Why? There's five of us get four more things. The Josie family meal is mine. <laughs> of course it is. The group order and wait for their food. You ever think about how it's so easy to order food at an, an American restaurant, but it's hard at an Asian restaurant? What do you mean? Like the other day, I went to a Korean restaurant, and I felt like the waiters and waitresses expected me to speak Korean, but I don't know how to. Oh, I totally get that. I'm not good at speaking at all. Mm -mm. My parents will speak to me in Korean, but sometimes it's hard to communicate. You guys didn't go to Korean school on the weekends? I went to Viet school. I think I'm pretty good. I did. They taught at my church on Saturday mornings. I wish I paid more attention. I guess I don't really have that language barrier. But I wonder if my kids will. Ah, uh, you and Kellen are lucky. Yeah, well, I kind of have to know with my parents. You know how traditional they are. For real, but that isn't bad. No, it's not. Well, it is sometimes. Why? I mean, I haven't come out to them yet, and it's been like four years. I'm getting more and more ready, but I... I don't know. We'll see. All on your own time, buddy. Yeah. So... How do y'all have, you know, the important conversations with your family? I guess it's easier with my family since my parents were in the U.S. since they were kids. They speak English really well. They talk in Korean when they're worried about me, but other than that, it's pretty much English. My dad only speaks to me in Korean, but my mom speaks to me in Konglish. We don't have important conversations. Asian families don't even say I love you. My parents do. Because you were born in South Dakota. I know you're joking, but honestly, you might be right. It's like my family is somewhat less Asian. <laughs> Don't worry, baby. My family also went the anti-Asian way when my parents got divorced. Being second generation is hard. So many expectations. Yeah. I mean, even though I'm first generation, there's still those expectations from family. I still love them, though. Yeah. I'm going to miss them when I study abroad. Oh, I'm so jealous. Australia sounds so fun. Plus, this longer winter break is good. School starts mid-February. And now you'll be here for Lunar New Year. Do Filipinos celebrate Lunar New Year? Um, not really. Do you guys want to go to the Asian Garden Mall? There's going to be a Lunar New Year festival. I'm so down. My family doesn't really do much other than the um traditional soup with the rice cake. Uh, if it's on Sunday, I can't. My family's going to get together. Like, the whole family? Yeah. Hopefully it's not too awkward. Everybody's gonna ask me what I want to do when I graduate, and I'm not gonna know what to tell them. It's on Saturday night. My family's having a party on Sunday, too. Are you going to invite Andrew? He's Taiwanese, right? So he celebrates. <laughs> Hell no! Why? It'd be nice. Even if I did invite him, he wouldn't come. He probably has his own thing with his family that day. Just text him. Yeah, it's too risky. Oh, give me your phone. Josie takes Kellen's phone and unlocks it. <laughs> you should really update your password. There! I texted him. I'm gonna change it. Kellen takes his phone back. He's not gonna come. Andrew responds. Yeah, he's spending time with his family. That's all right. Family time is important. Uh, what is it? The year of the rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we? We're horses. 2002. Mo exclaims, your order's ready, kids! I frickin' love Mo! Scene three. It's a Saturday night. The friends are all getting dinner before going to the festival. John speaks in loose Korean. Uh, the friends sit down, order, and take their first bites. It doesn't taste the same as before. Mm, it doesn't. The flavor's like, I don't know, less? Mm, not as deep. It's weird. We haven't been here in a while, but they welcome us in English now instead of Korean. I feel like it's not traditional anymore. It's not as authentic. Isn't it interesting? We want to learn our languages and maintain our cultures, but it's so hard to. Yeah, I imagine it's first-generation families starting these restaurants. Asian parents wouldn't want their kids to cook for a living. <sighs> That's a nightmare. They came here so their kids could become doctors and lawyers. I mean, it's still good. It's just not the same as before. Kind of sad. Immigrating to the U.S. costs a lot. I think I'm lucky I immigrated as a kid with my family. It was easier for me to adjust. I can't imagine coming here all on my own with my partner. Yeah, all for the American dream. Scene four. The friends are at the festival. They just got some traditional Vietnamese desserts. Gosh, I love Bon Bo. 
The festival is in full effect now that COVID is over. We really lived through all that. Good thing we figured it out after Omicron. Bunpo is just like steamed rice cake, right? Mm-hmm. 2023 is going to be a movie. A good one. Not like 2020. And after next year, we're in the real world. I'm going to be making money doing PT, and then I'm going to start my own gym. Mm, it's nice you have a goal. I feel like I have to get my poop together. You've been less um, spontaneous than before. Yeah, I know. I feel like it, too. Not by choice. I have three more semesters to figure it all out. It's all right. You'll get there. Hey, John. What's up? <laughs> you want to come over tomorrow for the party? Uh, after church, yeah. Hey, what about me and Lexi? You don't celebrate Lunar New Year, and if Lexi went, I'd be a third wheel. Not if Andrew goes. He's not going. It would be nice if you two could be at my house tomorrow. That way I have people to talk to other than my step-siblings. Mm, I'm good. Lexi? After church, of course. Scene five. Lexi arrives at Josie's dad's house. Jackie has already arrived. The gathering is in the backyard, but Lexi walks through the front door. She walks into Josie getting angry with her mom. Stop comparing me to kids I'm not even related to! I'm sorry I don't have plans once I'm out of college. I'm sorry I'm not the ideal Asian kid. Guess what? I didn't have an ideal Asian family, all right? You're the one who wanted the divorce. You're the one who traveled to an unknown country when you weren't even prepared. Who I am is not my fault. And no, the American dream is not real. I can't even hold a conversation with grandma. I can't speak Korean. You know how embarrassing that is? Uh, hey, Josie. What? Jackie has unknowingly entered the living room from the backyard with a plate of beef short rib. She was talking to Josie's dad. Oh, I just, uh, spilled some soup on my shirt. Um, I'm just going to go back out then. No, no, you're coming with me. I'm, I'm getting you a shirt. Jackie notices Lexi. <laughs> Hi, Lexi. Everyone faces Lexi. Lexi bows to Josie's mom. Hi, everyone. You too. Let's go. And give me that. Josie takes the beef short rib off Jackie's plate and eats it. She grabs Jackie and Lexi and brings them to her room. Scene six. John and Kellen are eating with the rest of Kellen's family. Yes, that's me. I'm the milkshake kid, the banana buddy. Kellen's cousins take a selfie with John. <laughs> Yo, my cousins are obsessed with you. Seven years ago, and I'm still getting recognition. Anyways, what is that one? It tastes good. Yeah, so that's Ban Chung, and that's Ban Tet. Tet? Like as in Tet Festival? Does Tet mean lunar? Moon? Moon. That's why it's a circle. Ban Tet represents the moon, and Ban Chung represents the earth. But the Ban Chung is a square. Oh, yeah, it's because Vets are flat earthers. What? <laughs> no, I'm just ducking with you. I don't know why it's a square. Well, it slaps. Very good food. We're so lucky we're Asian. For real. You know, it'd be nice to have Taiwanese food. Shut up. Andrew. Seriously, you know my family doesn't know about him. He thinks they know. That's why I can't have him here. That's why I can't have you talking. All right, all right. My bad. Well, thank you so much for having me here, Mrs. Tran. The food is so delicious. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Tran. Could I get you another bottle? Mr. Tran replies yes when the doorbell rings. Everyone who was supposed to be at the party was there, so Mr. Tran wonders who that could be. He gets up to open the door. Andrew is on the other side. Kellen gets up immediately. Andrew! My friend! Kellen heads out and closes the door and brings Andrew with him. Mr. Tran asks if John knows him. Yes, he's a great guy. Kellen and Andrew come back through the front door. Andrew, um, meet my family. Scene 7. Lexi, Jackie, and Josie are in Josie's room. So, do you want to talk about it? No. Okay. Maybe that's why I eat so much. It's, it's stress eating. Maybe. I think you just eat a lot. But maybe. I, I stress eat too. <sighs> Thanks for being here. My mom is just so annoying. It's love-hate. Do you hate your mom? No, I, although I am very angry at her, love-hate for both of my parents, really. Not at them, at the life they thought they were going to have when coming to America. I just, I just don't get why they would come here just to make it so hard on me. 
The idea of the American dream is to make it easier for me. I just, I don't get it. Maybe I need therapy. Legitimately? Well, yes, but my parents wouldn't get it. Maybe my dad. You know, the pressure you two had to get good grades and do well? Mm-hmm. Well, that's me now. I started too late. I spent 21 years doing nothing with my life and living in the now and all for what? Anxiety? Hey, get your chit together. That's not my Josie. It, it is. It's difficult. I had a hard time telling my parents about San Francisco. I thought they wouldn't understand. There's just a lack of awareness for mental health in the Asian culture, but they will understand. How? Your parents came to this country all by themselves. You think they didn't have a hard time? They were older than you when they came here. <laughs> you think they had it all figured out then? We'll never truly understand what our parents sacrificed to get here, to assimilate into Western culture, to sustain a decent livelihood. And I know my parents are different because they came as kids, but you have to try and understand regardless. You are queen. You are fearless. You told me to live in the now. Remember when we all danced on the basketball court? Living in the now is what you need to keep on doing. Why? Thinking like that made me careless. It's not about being careless. You know how you live in the now. You learn that you can't change what you did for 21 years, but you can change what you do now. It's okay if you don't feel like you know everything. But th that's easy for you to say. You have your whole life planned out. No. I've actually been questioning if going to med school is actually what I want to do. Really? Yes. Your parents didn't have it figured out then, just like you don't have it figured out now. It's okay. And my parents ended up with a broken family. You know what your dad told me? What? That having everyone together was your mom's idea. She wants you to connect with your step-siblings. She wants to connect with you. She knows how much their separation hurt you. I don't think she does. So tell her. Your parents want to know about your struggles. That doesn't sound like a broken family. That sounds like a family being rebuilt. The girls sit in silence for a moment. Josie tears up and hugs them both. Thank you for being here for me. Who <laughs> knew my best friends would be a supreme nerd and a stock of corn from South Dakota? Always. Asian families don't say it, but we're changing that. We love you. Guess I better go talk to my mom. And I love you guys, too. The family returns to the Lunar New Year celebration. Josie talks to her mom. They hug. They reconnect. They celebrate together. Scene 8. The party at Kellen's house is nearing an end. The relatives have all left, and Andrew is on his way out. Kellen walks Andrew out. Everyone thinks it was a successful night. Thank you so much for having me! You ate so much food. I had to. Your parents cooked too well. Uh, well, I'm going to be heading out now. All right, I'll walk you out. I, your parents really seem to like Andrew. He's a good guy. I'm happy for you, man. I think I'll have good news later tonight. Are you going to? Yeah, I'll call you. I'll let you know how it goes. You have to. See ya, bro. John gets in his car and drives away. As he turns into his street, John gets a call from Kellen. Can you come back? I need you to pick me up. John turns around and quickly drives to Kellen's when he sees Kellen walking on the sidewalk. John stops and Kellen hops in the car. He has a red mark on the left side of his face. What the hell happened? Can I stay at your house? Did you get slapped? Can I stay at your house? Yes, of course, but what happened? Kellen doesn't respond. He has tears in his eyes. He's holding the tears back to the best of his ability, but he can't. He hopes the shadows at night will mask his face, but there's no mask for the sound of his sniffles. John knows he doesn't want to be seen and turns on the radio. They drive home together. As the rare Southern California rain fell, Kellen could only ask himself if his family worried where he was, if he still had a family. Scene 9 A week has passed since Kellen came out to his parents. It's raining, and the mood is gray. John waits outside the guest room, typically reserved for John's extended family when they come visit. He knocks. Kels, you've barely been eating. Come on out for lunch. Uh, I'm not hungry. I know how big your stomach is. Quit playing. Kellen's stomach growls loud enough for John to hear through the door. 
John opens the door. Callan is on his side, wrapped in the blanket's arms. John takes a seat on the bed. You gotta eat, dude. No. We could order anything. What if I ordered Moshmos? Fine. All right. Well, what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> you, you sound like Lexi when I ask where she wants to eat. Schmackin' the fries. What? I will literally attack you. Be coherent. Man squats 500 pounds and doesn't know how to talk. Schmackin' the fries. There we go. I'll let you know when the order arrives, but you can't eat in your room. You have to come downstairs, okay? Okay. Hmm? Huh? Okay. Kellen closes his eyes when the doorbell rings. The food's here! There's no way it came that fast. You said you'd come down. Hurry before it gets cold. What? Ah. Kellen slowly gets out of bed and walks downstairs. If you're playing with me, I will smack you. The girls ambush Kellen with hugs and kisses. Ew! Get off me! You're finally out of your cave! <laughs> so it takes Moshmos to get you out of bed, but when we come by ourselves throughout the week, you're slumped. Understandable. Food is love. Food is life. We're glad you're doing well enough to come back to the outside world. Mama Chan's been taking care of me, so I've been doing all right. Hey! What about me? <laughs> and you. How did the food get here so quick? Oh, uh, they already had the Moshmos. So even if I said I didn't want Moshmos, you would have gotten me Moshmos. Yep. I picked it up back on my way from my mom's house. How's that been? It's taking time, but it's happening. It's good. I'm sorry I haven't been around for that. I was just in bed, shutting everything else out. Kels, don't apologize. It was important you took your time. Yeah, we're here to support you. Do you have any idea what you're going to do? Well, I can't stay here forever. John's parents have been nice enough to let me stay this long already. You're not a burden, Kellen. Don't worry about that. No, but I think I do need to go back. Whatever you feel is right. My parents called me a bunch. Did you talk to them? No. What about your brothers? They, uh, they called me this morning, actually. Really? You were at church. You wouldn't have heard. I see. Yeah, um, they were worried about me. My little bro cheered up. I was a baby, but no. I can't do that to my brothers. I love them too much to have them worry about me like that. I know you're still hurt because of your parents, but if they called multiple times, they're probably worried too. Maybe, but if I go home today, it's because of my brothers. Anything for the siblings. Yeah, they probably thought I was dead in some ditch. Good thing you have friends like us, though, right? No, I hate you guys. Josie hugs Kellen again. We know you do. Hey, Kels? Uh-huh? When's the last time you showered? Your hair is extremely oily. A, uh, few days ago? Hygiene, oh. Kellen. Hygiene. Oh. Mm, come here. Where? Lexi unlocks the door to the backyard. It's still wet and raining outside. It's horrible outside. Lexi turns on the speaker and connects to her phone. She plays Worth It by E&G. I know it's your jam, and you need to shower. Are you telling me to go outside? It'll be fun! It is not a good shower. I'm not going out. John goes out and takes Lexi's hand. They start dancing together in the rain. <laughs> Clip it. I swear John's going to marry Lexi, and we are going to play this video at their wedding. Mm, so cute! Send me the video. I'm going to post it on TikTok. <sighs> what is it with you guys and dancing in terrible situations? Hey, it's only terrible if you think it's terrible. There's only here and right now, Kellen. Jackie and Josie grab Kellen's hand as they pull him to the door. Okay, okay. I can go out on my own. Kellen steps out. <sighs> Weirdos. Go, Jackie! Go, Jackie! Woo! What the duck? Why did you learn how to twerk? As a ray of sunshine slips through the dark clouds, they sing and dance in the rain, and the terrible weather isn't so terrible anymore. Present day, 2042. The firewood is burning as the desert night brings the cold. The families are nearing the end of their first day at Joshua Tree National Park. All of the kids have gone to sleep. Nico is in his sleeping bag, but he has not fallen asleep. The parents are talking outside. You know, Nico wrote part of his history project about you. Me? Really? He looks up to you. Uncle Kellen is so strong. <laughs> as he should. What was it on? Surviving the 21st century. 
He used my talk about race, too. Yep. <gasps> Did he write anything about me? Of course. Mm, it's nice having this trip. I feel like it's so hard for me to see you all, just because I'm flying all the time. <laughs> Life of a pilot, I guess. Yeah, this was a great idea. Nico wanted to know what happened when you went back home to your family. That night was a good night. I remember it so well. You stayed with me for like a week, right? Yeah. When I got there, my parents were waiting. I thought they were going to tell me to leave, but they didn't. They said they didn't understand my choices. They said they didn't want to understand, but that they wanted to want to understand. But that would take time. That wasn't enough for me, so I got up to leave. But they asked me to stay. They didn't say much, but their faces did. I could tell they still loved me, but that they no longer knew how to, or at least they thought they didn't, but they learned. Family is still family, I guess. Family is still family. End scene. End of episode seven. Oh, End of how she survived the 21st what? century. What? We did it. It's crazy. We did it. Wow. wow. Very glad I didn't have an embarrassing proposal to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little Moshmo's lips. Moshmo's lives. Yes. Do they, does John bring out a diamond ring and propose to Lexi in the middle of Moshmo's? And Lexi <laughs> does the gasp. It's like, oh. <laughs> we need fan art. Oh. oh man. What if he proposes to her in the middle of Moshmo's and Josie takes a video of it and Lexi does not like public and surprise proposals. So she says no. On the condition that he does so in a not surprise manner in private later. That's the one she'll say yes to. And then he slips on a banana peel. Viral uh, TikTok he has, yes. he has to slip on the perfect. banana peel so that I, the voice, can make fun of him. Ha, you failure. Yes. And then he goes, he goes viral again. Uh, but he's used to it by now, so it's yeah. not as traumatic as it was before. Damn Boom. It. Epilogue. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered. There you go. <laughs> Man rejected by f future fiance slips on banana peel. Loses ring. No. Loses this, <laughs> this better reach a million views. I must gain fame. If I can't have Lexi, at least just have infamy. <laughs> but what a what a great note to end on. Family is still family, and bringing Josie and Kellen back in, like everyone wanted. And it shows that everybody together at the end of the day went from just a bunch of friends as kids and weird teenagers into their own family. And that is what it is. A small community, yeah. And Kellen's family coming to accept him in the same way that Kellen came to accept the Black Lives Matter movement. Saying at first, I don't understand, being resistant, and then suddenly after a while saying, I don't get it, but I need to learn. And it'll take time. I think it's, yeah, exactly the key word, time. It just means time. And when you give them understanding to time, it will happen. They will understand eventually. They just need that period to, to like process it. And I also love how at the end he's describing, it's not like they sat him down and assured him verbally, like, we still love you. We're here to support you. It was like, it was like still very markedly, like, like just exactly like Josie said, Asian, like Asian, we don't say I love you, but they like, he could tell, you can see it in the way that they act, in the way that they, like, their faces look and their demeanors, the way that they reach out to you, even if it's not, like, outright verbal, like, straightforward. It's like, you can tell. And they, they love him and they're willing to to learn um, to be able to understand and accept him. And I was like... For sure. Ah. It was so nice that we got to see more of Josie and Kellen, like Astrid said, and see how they, like, reconnect with their families and, like, really strengthen that foundation. That was... That was really nice. Well, the two of them definitely had the biggest character arc. So that that was really nice. Oh, yeah, it, like it simmered for a while that you knew like, oh, there's like there's like this background thing waiting to happen where like they don't get along with like their fa like they don't align with their family ideals and stuff like that. And like it, it came to a head. Boom. And they both eventually forged their own paths too. Josie as a pilot. How yes, perfect was yes. that? That was a perfect career choice. That was it amazing. was, I was yeah. like, oh my God, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, yeah, that's perfect. I hope she studied really, really hard for those pilot exams. <laughs> Wait, so I Josie's sure a pilot. So Lexi's a professor. Jackie's a doctor. Kellen is a bodybuilder. What's John? 
Stay home, dad. Stay home, dad. Stay home, dad. Let's go. No, I actually think they did mention at one point in a in a previous episode. I don't remember. I don't care as long as (laughs) as long as the voices in John's head still torments him. I I don't care. That's all I care about. He's the emotional support father. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, I do think that they said that, that at one point John has has a career, uh, but I think it was just a very offhanded comment. A manager and company at Most Mo's? I don't know. There you go. Oh, franchisee <laughs> owner. Oh, there we go. But no, Lisa's prediction was also super accurate. Like, okay, send the kids off to bed and then. Yeah, and then that was, Kelly can talk. That was so perfect. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there we go. Also, I have to give uh, Ian like thank you for the Texas mention. <laughs> Always appreciated. Thank you. I do thank Ian for the little, uh, throwing in a little Taiwanese guy there. I was like, represent, there he is. That's my boy, Andrew. <laughs> don't, know any, don't know anything about him, but we stand. That's right. You wish you could have some Taiwanese food right now, John. That's right. Was, yeah. <laughs> the second, every time it popped up, I was like, yeah. See, it has to happen. That's my boy. Maybe that's the sequel. Maybe he's married to Andrew. That would be really oh, sweet. Oh, that would be really cute. That would be amazing. Because maybe getting to maybe getting to know Andrew is how his parents started, like coming to accept Kellen more. And like, instead, you, know, you have a partner, yeah, and and it helped it helped facilitate their relationship while also making things easier with with the family because they're like, oh, so yeah, you're gay, but at least you have good taste. And instead, the old family had these old, old traditional way of thinking, and now it transitioned to a new more welcoming me- methods and you can definitely see that that would definitely work yeah i had i had canon that andrew and kellen get married i ship them now i ship it totally ship, ship it. it i ship it i ship it i ship it oh yeah and they, they have a gym together <laughs> oh, God. um hey can <laughs> i ask is is clip it an actual slang yeah what is that um i assume it means like take a video because clip it I felt really old. If that's an actual slang from like today, like I did not understand that. It might How be old? just 2023 <gasps> slang. How old is Ian? Oh my god, is he, he's probably he's probably hip with the slang, and now we're just old. we're we just added. I don't know. I feel like Ian has I've, to be well, well, at least Jacob, 25. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> I, um, what is clipped? My urban dictionary. Yeah, urban dictionary. Urban dictionary says it's clipped means that the situation being described is completely hopeless. It's done over clipped. Um, so it might just be Ian having made up 2023 slang, like he's ahead of the curve. That's true. Actually, yeah. You know what? Now it's a thing because of Ian. It's oh, it's a time loop. You know, there's yeah. a better word for it, but it's like he's no. like, like he predicts the trends and we start the trend. Of, no. oh. It's one it's one causal temporal loop that started and now like we created it and it'll happen in the future and they'll reference it back. Oh. It'll go back in time. Oh, one of our producers, James, just said on Twitch live streams they say clip it when they want to save a moment, like save that clip. I don't know if that's yeah, it, that but makes, it's something that makes a lot of sense. I don't watch a ton of tw- Twitch streamers, so mm. I'm not a hip kid. I'm going to headcanon that some of this crew became Twitch streamers. Ooh. That's how Kellen paid for the gym. Oh, Pro- yes. Okay. Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like, like supplement reviews, BCAAs. I like it. Let me show you. Got Let me show you my favorite workout to work out these <gasps> these biceps. He's been, he's been no. teaching a young generation. Okay, here's what you do to exercise every morning. It works. No, 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 no. I I'm gonna say that Kellen defies the muscle man stereotypes, and he plays Animal Crossing, but <gasps> all of his villagers are the jock type. That's amazing. What? <laughs> what would Isabel do to manage this town? <laughs> Yell a lot. Oh, she would. I feel bad for Isabel already. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mayor, what did you do? <laughs> and his oh, first subscriber. His yeah, his first subscriber is John. He doesn't watch <laughs> it because he doesn't get the Animal Crossing, but he still wants to support his bro. This character that I voice doesn't know Animal Crossing? How dare yeah. he? <laughs> And the ladies all make guest appearances on the island with their own little characters. Yeah. Oh, my God. Josie definitely (laughs) insists on going to the Tarantula Island 
and just <laughs> oh, no. Josie would definitely have a switch with her own Nintendo account just to do that. All right. Does anyone have any final words before we sign off? Thank you. All right. Let's take a bow. Yes, everybody. Yes. Okay, one, two, Thank you. three. Thank no. you. Oh. Thank you, Cast, for everything that you have given us these past seven weeks. You've all been incredible. It's been an honor working with all of you. And uh, make sure to come next week with your praise to Ian for saving Moshmos and therefore saving, you know, Carl some time wrangling Moose and me some time slicing the head off of his prized horse. Uh, you know, saves, saves the both of us a little bit of time. Uh, it's very much appreciated. So next week, we will be inviting Ian on for an hour recap. And we would love to have you. We'd especially love to have you if you subscribe to our channel because we're Twitch affiliates. Cold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing partner, Declan Grogan. Music by Vincenzo Torciello. How to Survive the 21st Century is written by Ian O. We do this every Saturday, and every Thursday the videos are posted up on YouTube, and the audio is available on all streaming platforms. Make sure to follow us online at every major social media at Platform Production Company, Platform Prodco, P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M-P-R-O-D-C-O. For more, and we will see you next time when we interview Ian O and wrap up How'd You Survive the 21st Century.